0: She's opened registration for her most in-demand masterclass. It's called Quickly Double Your Profit with Top Performing Employees. We are bringing on, I can't say who it is yet, but someone who's extraordinary. And I know our profitability, our business will double because we brought in such great talent. We continually bring in great talent. You Mm. two are representative of that. Here's what you need to do, my listening friends. Go to HowToHireTheBest.com. I'll tell you, if you're out for a jog right now, like that, you can't forget that one. HowToHireTheBest.com. Go there, sign up, join the master class, and you too will be working with my personal business psychologist, Dr. Sabrina. All right, kick us off.
1: You are listening to the Profit First Podcast.
0: This is the special one, the one you've been waiting for. Let's do it!
1: Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, to the Profit First Podcast. I'm your co host,
0: Christina Bolda. And I am Mike Mikalowicz, the author of Profit First. I hope you have a copy of that by now. I'm the author of other books, too. Brand new ones coming out pretty soon, so keep your eyes out for it. And you, my friends. You're listening to the Profit First Podcast. This is a show where we explore every element of profitability. Today's no different. We're going to do the exact same thing. Oh, and I'm joined in the studio by the co-host to the co-host, Kelsey Ayers.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: I'm great. What was your first car? Huh? What was your first car? It
2: was a Volvo, uh, a blue Volvo 960. Or oh, 940, nice. actually. My second one. Nice. That's
0: part of the business psychology we're doing on you. We have to test you out to make sure you're sharp and on top of questions.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. I think that's
0: horrible
1: psychology. Yeah. Well, you guys can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and, of course, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. So. Um, yeah.
0: And make sure you do that. Do you know, uh, we've cut over to it and said the you've been up to stuff, which was interesting. We've cut over to... Uh, icebreaker questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. So here's the quick round. Okay. This morning we had our meeting. We always do an icebreaker. I'm going to do the opposite now. This oh. morning was what's the coldest you've ever been? Yeah. And it was the Thanksgiving parade. Mm-hmm. It was saving your dog from drowning in the <laughs> lake right, in January. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, my story. While <laughs> eating a human <laughs> thigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what's the What's wor- The hottest you've ever been?
2: Um. Cool. Well, I lived in Ghana and West Africa for almost six months. Uh, that's definitely the that's hottest hard. I've ever been. yeah, uh, you, you just, win you just sweat profusely. you always have to have a sweat rag <laughs> like constantly mm. and there's no i mean for the most part, there's no air conditioning anywhere you
1: went. so uh you yeah. had to adjust your whole yeah. body had to adjust. Wow, what yeah, about you? That Christine? wins um, probably in like Disney in August. <laughs> it's so hot down there, yeah, um, yeah. I would say, actually, you no, know, we did go go-karting in the desert once, and that was pr- that was pretty crappy as well, because we didn't really bring enough water. But
0: Go-karting in the desert? Mm-hmm. Like, literal go-karts? Yeah. Huh. Did they have cool. a track, or you were going? No,
1: like- no. It was right by my cousin's house when we went to visit in uh, California. And, uh, yeah, we just went, and we were, like, riding the... The mountains and it was That's pretty, pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, I don't hmm. know if it was legal, but we did. It.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> well, I was, you just announced it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It's not, you'll find I out. did the
0: same thing in uh, Arizona. I went to Vegas um, with my EO group. Yeah, right? and uh, we one day we rented ATVs, maybe about thirty miles out outside of Vegas, out in the desert. Yeah, mm. it was wild, but it. <laughs> The guy who's hosting is like, I don't want to get one of those like trail rides where everyone goes in the lines. Like, I want to get one where you can do whatever you want. And there was one company that does it. They're probably out of business now. <laughs> yeah. It was so, like, <laughs> so gray law. And we're just racing through. I mean, it was we were driving legal areas, but just way out there. And it was yeah. Hot and crazy yeah. and a blast.
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Mm. So th- that qualifies now as the hottest I've ever been. I was going to say this past weekend because this past weekend was brutal. But oh, uh, maybe yeah, yeah, you were
1: on water. I know. I know. <laughs>
0: On a yacht. I know. I know.
2: But sometimes, I mean, that attracts the sun. That's true. It can be super hot. Yeah, there you You go. You get the reflection burn.
0: Yeah. So um, a couple things I want to do. You know, I forgot to pull up our shout-out hotline. I know we have some more, don't we? Mm, I forgot to bring it up. We
1: do, but I don't think. No, Kelsey gave me the shout Stop talking,
0: Mike. (laughs) Stop talking. Um, So we're not going to do that because I'm not queued up. But we do have a shout-out hotline. We want to hear from you. Yes. Have you improved the profitability of your business? Well, if you have, if you've become permanently profitable every quarter, you're posting a profit, shout it out to the world. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it. Like, Dr. Sabrina Starling has me stand in front of the mirror every morning <laughs> acknowledging myself. You can do the same for yourself. <laughs> call 844-876-7221. That's the number. It's 844-876-7221. Jot that down. Give us a call. It's the Profit First Shout Out Hotline. Mm. We want to hear how profitable you are. So she's my doctor. Wait, yeah. you have something else to say? No. Oh. <laughs> now that I can see you again. Go on. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought you had something to say. Uh, Dr. Sabrina Starling, you already got a little sense for her. She is the business psychologist. She is the best business psychologist out there. She's the author of How to Hire the Best. I purchased the book myself, and I love it. Mm. And uh, she specializes in transforming life and cash-sucking rural businesses into profitably are profitable and successful companies that are perhaps the greatest places to work. And, you know, the one form of resistance you hear over and over is, oh, I'm rural, there's no talent out here, you can't be profitable if you're in East Jabib. Mm. The reality is you can if you follow certain principles. But specifically today, we're going to talk about the unique hacks that she's figured out to keep her clients moving forward when they hit their roadblocks. And the folks she helps, if she, if she they can get past their roadblocks, our listeners have no excuse not to get past their roadblocks.
3: That's true. Yeah.
0: So, Doc, with that, welcome Thank to the you. show.
3: What welcome. a welcome. And what an intro. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, it was pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: So, what, what kind of roadblocks do your well, clientele Well, since this hit? is
3: the Profit First podcast, I want to talk about profit roadblocks and and so, oh, no. we, we, so first off, I want to clear, kind of clear the air here. I have a lot of clients who are in rural businesses, but I also have clients all over the country because hiring challenges happen no matter where you're located. But if, rural business owners have the biggest because of the low population, so it's very hard to hire. And <clears throat> when you are trying to be profitable, if you're not hiring top-performing employees, that's a big roadblock to profitability right there. So yeah. we do these profit assessments for our clients day in, day out, and I get the honor of debriefing profit assessments and showing them a six-quarter plan to to get to their target allocation percentage. So I know you have a lot of listeners who have read the Profit First book, and they've done the instant assessment on themselves, and they're they're seeing oh my, bazinga. <laughs>
0: That was a little late. That was the profit first book, Bazinga. It was like an hour late. But keep going.
3: That's all right. So you've done that instant assessment. You've got the Bazinga. And you realize, oh, my gosh, my operating expenses are way too high. And so I've got to start cutting costs. And and so when we're doing a full-blown profit assessment and our clients are seeing, wow, my, my operating expenses are 20% too high or 30% too high and I've got to cut this over six quarters, it is really overwhelming. And so I that's yeah. Yeah. one thing where I've found some hacks and I want to share this with your listeners to, to help them. So, So the first thing that I always say to my clients is, okay, we're not going to eat this whole elephant all at once. We're going to do it one bite at a time. And all we need to do this first quarter is find three to 5% of operating expenses to cut. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so. uh, That's all the time in
0: my coaching (laughs) sessions. (laughs) so you said cut how much in expenses three to to five
3: percent in the first quarter just
0: that seems so easy like i i could think three to five well let me tell you
3: if you have a warm body on your payroll you just fire them and that takes care of three to five percent if not 15 percent, right there
0: okay so when you say warm body first of all does that mean like well i mean that's not so (laughs) easy no
3: i know i make it sound easy uh,
0: that being said, Kelsey and Christina are like, oh, if I had to eat a human, I would eat the thigh bone. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I think the breast meat's yeah. more tasty. We
1: said that.
2: You were all, you were we all over it. Up. it. Oh, please, it was your idea. No, but you
0: two are like, oh, it's more it. tender. No I'm to I'm going to eat
1: the tasty part. Okay? You, two,
0: you two disgust me. <laughs> right. so, but, so warm body, though, for someone that has a little more couth like I, I would feel uncomfortable. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry.
0: I would feel uncomfortable just saying I, I can let someone go. That seems yeah. pretty drastic. So
3: first off... One of the things to pay attention to is if you're struggling to pay for business consulting services like you you've done this profit assessment and you realize things are way out of whack and you need some help and you're saying but i can't afford to get the help that i need you have to take a hard look at what's really going on inside your business so number one if you have an employee who is consistently underperforming who makes repeated mistakes where there's all kinds of rework Mm. going on they are costing you a bundle and the, the pushback that I hear is, but if I keep them around because at least I have somebody doing some work some of the time. And if I let them go, then it's all back on me. Right. Mm. Well, yeah. we're trying to get your business to being profitable. And we have to realize that this warm body is significantly undermining your profitability right there with all those mistakes and rework and all the time and attention that it takes from you. So you're better off to let them go. And free up that operating expense, and then that's what I teach in my master class: is those skills to hire those top performing employees and how you attract them. Um, and that's a free master class, so there's no excuse to not learn how to attract a top performing employee. And you wanna look at building that pipeline of those good employees so that when you have to let those people go, you can. So right off the bat, look at your payroll and see which employees really are top performing employees and then which ones are eating away at your, they're causing—they're costing you more than they're making the business. And those are people to consider letting go. Now, there's lots of other places to cut Expenses, if you're not comfortable right off the bat, cutting a warm body off the payroll. Um, marketing expenses are, and, and advertising is another place that we look. Um, usually there's expenses there. If you have services that you're utilizing and you're not optimizing them or you're not seeing a return on investment, those are just a, a couple of off-the-bat areas where you can quickly find 3 to 5% to cut.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I, I could easily see that. Let's let's go through the second two so that I can see the resistance to letting go of an employee. You're saying someone that's really dead wood to some degree. And I think there's a mentality of save the employee, but we don't realize you're saving the employee at the cost of the entire company. So you're actually jeopardizing everyone's job long term.
3: Well, if your company is not healthy and, and a healthy company is a profitable company, if your company is not healthy and you're doing everything you can to save that employee's job, really, you're jeopardizing your job and everybody else's job.
0: Yeah. And I get it. I get it. Um, I want to talk about the marketing. My sense is the resistance, because I feel it, is if I have to cut my marketing, that's my source of income. Do you evaluate the productivity of the marketing? How do I know what marketing to cut? Or do I just cut it all and see where I stand?
3: Well, don't cut marketing that you know is working, that you can say you can point to a solid return on investment. But a lot of times there's like social media services that are being paid for that are not being fully utilized. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're going to cut those forever. It is that you're going to pull back on that because – What we're looking at is after the first couple of quarters of expense cutting with Profit First, it becomes very hard to continue cutting expenses. So if there's more than 10% of expenses that need to be cut, it is hard to just keep doing that um, for six quarters because at some point you just get to rock bottom and you're like, I can't cut anymore. So what we're doing is as we are helping our clients cut those expenses during the first two quarters, we are also implementing... A little known process called the pumpkin plan. Oh my God.
0: Little known. <laughs> Everyone knows. It. Everyone know, should teasing. know.
3: Everyone uh, knows about the pumpkin plan. <laughs> it
0: is. Yeah, it's a good point. It is a fabulous book. It's a must read. Uh, it's in your bookstore right now. It's, uh, yeah, a more awkward moment together. Okay, keep going. Okay.
3: <laughs> so, the pumpkin plan is all about discovering your business sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And we help our clients zero in on who are those top clients that are contributing to the majority of the revenue for the business and understanding their profile and who they are. The 80-20 principle applies here. So you can expect that about 20% of your clients and customers are responsible for 80% of the revenue for your business. And if you zero in on those top 20%, understand their profile, and then ask them some targeted questions to understand what they would most like from you and what you could be delivering to them that you're not, that becomes a way that you can add value and generate more revenue in the business. Because the beauty of the profit first system is it's a percentage system. So if we can't find more expenses to cut after the first two quarters, but we implement revenue growth strategies and hold your expenses the same while we grow the revenue, you will hit your target allocation percentages over the course of six quarters.
0: You know, there's a, I don't know if it's really an analogy, but someone told me this once, and I want to hear if it resonates with you and and your thoughts around this, doctor, is you can cut costs I mean, theoretically, 100%. Every cost, every penny you spend, you can cut. I mean, it's going to damage your business at a certain point. But but theoretically, you can cut every cost. But revenue, you can increase more than 100%. You can increase it a 1,000% or a 100,000%. So on revenue, there's no upper limit. But on cost, there is a bottom limit. And therefore, the bigger opportunities are with increasing margin, increasing revenue. What's your thoughts around that belief?
3: that's that's absolutely true. And the other thing that I learned from you, Mike, is that limits force creativity. So if we say, okay, we have cut all the expenses we've cut, we can we can cut, and we need to grow the revenue. And now we understand our top clients. How do we serve our top clients better and better without adding more cost in?
0: So it's funny you said you learned something from me. This is my new affirmation. Finally. <laughs> I taught something to the doctor every morning. Finally, he's never going to let you live that down. I never will. I'll be. I finally taught the doctor something. I wonder if I become like a a sub doctor just by teaching a doctor something.
1: Yeah, definitely happens.
2: That does
0: happen, right?
1: Instant certification. So I'm I'm a doctor-ish. Yeah, yeah. You're you're
3: apprentice. Apprentice.
0: I (laughs) doctor-ish. So just call me doctor-ish Mike. I'm doctor-ish Mike. This is (laughs) doctor Sabrina. Um, so doctor, okay. So what are other roadblocks or resistance you get? as you go along the implementation of profit first with your clients?
3: Well, let's go back to the, the advertising and cutting, cutting that because that, that is a big one. A lot of times people have friends or family doing their social media for them. So it's hard to have an honest conversation with that person and say, Hey, see the return on investment from what you're doing for me let's i I need to cut this for now and so you know when we use the pumpkin plan and we come back and um they have pumpkin planned their business and now they have a very targeted profile of what they're going to do with their social media um and the type of people that they're going to be targeting on social media then it becomes much more a, a much better investment of their advertising dollars to be doing that
0: okay so i understand that um as you start rolling out Profit First with your clients, maybe you get into the first – I assume the first month is the easy month. There's excitement about making their business more profitable. It's easy to make those first cut in costs. But then I assume once you start getting into the system, it becomes a little harder. Now you're in the marathon. Yeah. Do you see people kind of slipping back and saying, this is too hard, or how do you stick with it?
3: So the cash flow crisis is what derails Profit First. So after those first few months, you're, you're doing it. You're setting your profit aside. But maybe it's a seasonal business, so you hit a couple of slow months. And then the temptation is to just stop allocating to the profit accounts because there's very little cash coming into the business. And we always say, well, we'll get back to it when there's more cash coming into the business. But profit first is a habit. Above right. and beyond anything else, it is a habit. So we have to keep those good habits in place so one of the things that i encourage clients to do is if they're going through a real slump and the cash is just drying up then keep your allocations going but just lower the allocation percentages temporarily
0: okay and do do you so i understand that so say for example i was allocating three percent to profit and next quarter the prescriptions go from three to five percent but i'm feeling a crash crunch you may say don't let's not go to five let's go to four
3: or pull back to two. It is okay, unlike. I was going to ask
0: you that next. Do, do you ever pull back?
3: Yeah, it's like, okay, okay to you pull do. back. It is okay to pull back. I am much more concerned about keeping your habit in place than you stopping the habit. Because we're, yeah. very, gotcha. we're very unlikely to resume the habit once we get derailed. That's so true. We, we tell sure. ourselves, oh, that profit first system, it didn't work.
0: Interesting. So, so it's I have a total, <laughs> total side story I gotta share because it, uh-huh. it kind of involves you, Dr. Sabrina. Yeah. So, I. Is this a real story for no, so well? This is a true this story. This a real one. Okay. So, uh, you know, the five love languages. I've talked yeah. about it. Yeah. So, I'm not physical touch. Um, but I've gotten this discipline when greeting women, even in the business environment, it's normal to do like a hug. It's always like to hug. And then, so like, one woman gave me a kiss on the cheek. I'm like, oh, is it a hug and a kiss? So I don't know what to do. So I moved to the level of like a hug and a quick kiss on the cheek, and some women are like, it's a they pull away. Yeah. So I asked my wife. I said, "What's the right thing?" She just she goes, "Just a hug forever, like never more than that." Yeah. <clears throat> now I'm trying to unwind it, and sometimes I'm so like, "Oh yeah, they do the kiss on the cheek." Like, I, I, w- I don't want to. I don't even want to hug anyone. It's just just yeah. Like, let's, like, let's like let's like kind of wave in high each other's <laughs> you know, yeah. 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 Let's do a fist of <laughs> five <laughs> where you kind of do a high five. And a fist- um. But it's interesting once you have a habit in place even if it's something mm-hmm. I don't like to do yeah. it's so hard to stop mm-hmm. it. And why didn't you guys tell me earlier? You're like, oh, <laughs> "I've never kissed anyone." Like, why do you guys? Never tell well, I
2: feel it. the same conundrum cuz oh, like I come from a family where we always kiss on the cheek and so then when you go out into the real world and yeah. you're mingling with other people, do you I don't hug? know what, what's appropriate and it's I know I just sort of gauge
1: the other person. Yeah, you have to read what the other person is. If I can tell, they're kind of like stand offish. But the
0: guy, Doc, like you're Doc, you're not a hugger. I know. I'm not.
3: I'm so relieved we can do fifths to five from now on, Mike.
0: Oh, (laughs) I'll do. I'll shake your hand like you know (laughs) across like a a steel wall, like like, between. So I don't want you to think I'm creepy. Like when I see you and hug you, like like lick the side of your cheek. It's not because. No, I'm just saying that's because I was told to do it. I don't like to do that.
2: Okay. I'm glad we so, clarified that will never happen again.
0: Never happen again. Oh, I feel man. way more comfortable with you.
2: Okay, now. good deal. Um, only with you, though. Only still with you. Everyone else
0: a look up the side of their face.
3: Yeah. Watch out. But, so healthy. here's the
0: question. Once <laughs> habits, even bizarre habits like that, are hard to break. How, yeah. So someone's never been outcading money into a profit. The second something goes wrong, like, you know, I'm not – Be able to pay my bills. It's like, isn't the feeling the whole system is bunk? This doesn't work. I need to do something new.
3: Right, exactly. So we throw the baby out with the bathwater, and you know, to to think about when we're working out and we're building a habit of going to the gym, the time when we are most vulnerable from losing that good gym habit. Like if we've been going three times a week, we take a vacation. And we come Mm -hmm. back and some reason we just never go back to the gym again. And then two months later, we're saying, why did I stop that? That was so, I felt so good when I was going to the gym. And so new habits are very vulnerable to being lost. And this is where, you know, we do a lot at Tap the Potential to help our clients keep their new habits going. We have you know, mastermind groups and accountability, peer accountability. They're checking in. They're, um, they're sending in their bank statements to me every month so i can mm. see that they're still making their contribution and that's something new that we just implemented this year because last year we had a couple of clients who just stopped doing profit first and felt so much shame about it they didn't want to tell mm. me and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that that hurt my heart because i'm here to yeah. help and i can't help if i don't know so you know there the, those new habits I and mean, we have to we just have to recognize we are human And we need a lot of help and support to implement these things that are good for us.
0: Even something that's perceivably so simple. I mean, it's just, it's quote-unquote, just open accounts, just transfer. Um, It's not so easy, Doc. Um, What about that shame moment? We've had that uh, with people that all of a sudden you just don't hear from them again. Fall off the grid. And you think they hate you, but they're embarrassed. Yeah. Someone that's coaching them, because you coach a lot of people uh, like me who's just perpetually embarrassed. Um, how do you no. <laughs> Well, when you lick people's face. I know it happens. there's told to do it. Face, Mike. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm embarrassed. Like I I can never talk to you again after the face licking. What do I do? Like how do I how do you coach me through this?
3: That's why I'm here on this Profit First podcast. I'm putting an end to profit shame. So no more profit shaming. It's it's it happens to the best of us. And the, the, what we have to do is just acknowledge it and we're going to figure out a plan to get back on track. And that's it.
0: And does it help to know that others are going through yeah, it? How do I get rid exactly, of that shame? Exactly.
3: exactly, exactly. I want you to know I work with tons of business owners. So many of them go through it that are there in that business that that business owner has had, have been in place sometimes for years. And now mm-hmm. we're trying to replace a new habit. And so if you think about like... Uh, some of us on this call will remember the record players and the records that would get grooves in them because they would we would just play them over and over. These and two over. won't. I totally know what you're talking. <laughs> no, about. I, am a I about. have a record player. I <laughs> have a record player. You mean records? I do. I from my dad and my stepdad. Okay, all right, you're a winner. So there, chicken dinner. She wins. Yeah. She wins. So,
0: so tell us about the groove.
3: So you know, like Mike, when you played your Grease album over and over, and yep. and, and Sandra D, and and you just listened to that, <laughs> and your oh, your the you know. would be coming down. <laughs> <laughs> My John Travolta poster out. next to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: your your needle would slip into that groove. Yep. That's what's going on when we have old habits in place. We slip back into those grooves and we need a little help. We have to pick that needle up and put it back on track on our record. This may
1: be a silly question, but it's I'm just listening to your verbiage. Like is it is it more appealing for the business owner or the customer to hear Habit versus like lifestyle change, like, is that does that ever play? Because I feel like in my mind, if I'm overwhelmed and I'm thinking about this, it may be easier to put on or to welcome a new habit versus like, oh my god, I have to change my entire mm. life. Yeah. Like, oh, do you yeah. ever run yeah. into that?
3: Absolutely, a, a lifestyle change is very overwhelming. But if you just tell me, hey, Sabrina, you need to drink one more glass of water a day, that's doable. I can do yeah. that. But if you tell me I have to stop eating gluten and no more sugar, and yeah, by the way, you need to be drinking 15 glasses of water a day and whatever, and go to the gym, it's totally overwhelming. So yeah. we're all about small it, small steps taken in a consistent direction lead to big results over time.
0: You know, one thing I noticed too with fitness, I think a lot of physical fitness translates to physical fitness, is... I used to be intimidated by, I now I call it kind of a flash in a pan. Like, I'd be working out with some consistency, and then someone would say, oh, I started this new regimen, and I'm, they're doing all this insane stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm so inadequate. But in many cases, Doc, they were starting maybe two, three weeks ago, so there's that initial exuberance, and then they'd fade away and not do it. But I was being persuaded, saying, oh, my God, I'm not doing enough, even though I was in the routine. Do you see that? You hear these stories of other businesses that have, you know they've, they've implemented their own version of Profit First or they've done something and they're hitting it for two or three weeks. And the people that are the stalwarts and kind of sticking with it on a more consistent marathon type basis, do they get intimidated?
3: Well, yeah, because we do, we have in, at Tap the Potential, we have some big success stories that we share, some massive results that our clients have gotten with Profit First. And that, those, are, those are powerful. They come from consistency consistent yes. implementation and so you know we the overnight success story you have to realize that those people who have those big success stories they've been doing this for a while and they've built up to that
0: yeah so yeah. it is it's this or they were just lucky
3: persistence with the process yeah.
0: you know and, and i think that they may they may have done it for a long time and you hear this story maybe they were just lucky in the beginning but the question is where are they going to be two years from now three years from now um, sometimes I think those early successes when you have a big win in the beginning works against you because you think it's easy.
3: Or you expect that you should have continual big successes. Like every quarter, mm. you should have a huge windfall out of that profit account. And that's not always the case. But it doesn't yeah. it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. It just means that you need to stick with it over time.
0: Okay. So uh, another thing with profit is it's pretty tempting to borrow that money, right? I'm allocating a percentage of money. I'm slowly building into this. Have you ever seen your clients quote unquote borrow from the profit account when they shouldn't? And if so, what do you do to protect that?
3: You know, that happens. What's more interesting is clients who say, I'm running short on money and I'm going to go take out a loan while they have money Mm. built up in their profit account. Mm. And so one thing we tend to forget is that profit reserve is there to help us get through rainy days but we have to have criteria for when we're going to use it for that purpose and not just say oh cash is tight so let me pull the money out of my profit account there needs what to be What would you suggest clear- in some of
0: the criteria? That you've seen?
3: Well, I suggest you think through the criteria before you get into the situation and do it with a neutral party. Um, coach is great, um, but somebody who's not involved in your business is somebody who's not a family member. So that's kind of hard to find. Um, but so some criteria to consider are is, is this a short term cash flow problem? Are you putting systems in place to prevent it in the future? What are you doing right now to prevent this from happening in the future? If you, if you don't have an answer for that, you probably shouldn't be borrowing from the profit account to cover it.
0: Why do I want to use a neutral third party?
3: Family members have investment in you taking money out of that profit account. Employees have investment. People, people who have a vested interest in whatever way, whether it's emotionally or financially, mm. Are, are not the best to help you make that decision.
0: Okay, so yeah, I can see the emotional detachment working that someone's yeah. not being influenced because yeah. they're not feeling the pressure of the money.
3: Yeah, so a, a, an example is a client who had a massive project and there were some delays in payment coming through and that was causing a major cash flow crisis to the business. Um, borrowing from the profit account happened in that instance with a clear plan that that was work that client would not take on in the future because of what it did to the business it was outside of their sweet spot. And so a decision was made, hey this was a learning moment. We're not going to do this again and to get through we're going to use the money from the profit account and then repay it to ourselves like a loan. So rather than taking out a bank loan using the profit account and and that's the other thing is having a clear plan for how that money is going to get paid back
0: i got you so you've helped so many businesses get profit first implemented in in their companies when's the right time to do it with the business
3: today (laughs) Uh, like well played doctor well played if if (laughs) if you're a startup do it now. If you've been in business 30 years, do it now. There's no excuse. Just do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but wait. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually I have a recording of you. Um, well, we'll play in a minute. This is when I first called Dr. Sabrina and had a question. I'll, I'll, I'll play what she said to me. <laughs> um, but, but, doc, there's a million reasons not to do it now. Like, I, I, I don't, um, you know, my business is struggling this week or, um, I just heard about it, and I don't know everything. i got to read the book uh, through it, and i got to hire a professional to do it. I mean, there's there's a million reasons not to do it. I, I, am I compromising myself by waiting?
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because this is just about starting a habit, and it, it's the small step forward. So maybe that first small step is opening the first bank account that you're going to call your profit account and make a 1% transfer of the revenue that's, that comes in today. That's a baby step. So if, if the big steps are overwhelming, just do the baby step. Because six months from now, when you don't have profit first in place, you're going to say, wow, I wish I would have done that six months ago. I right. I
0: don't have profit. Right. How many people look back with regrets saying, I wish I did, I could have done, as opposed to just doing it? Yeah, we have um, we have
3: people on our mailing list because I'm constantly emailing helpful information out, and they've been hearing about Profit First for two and a half, three years, and they keep saying, "Yeah, I'm interested. I want to do this someday." And, and there isn't oh. someday. It's like now. If you would have done this two and a half years ago, just imagine where you'd be right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Any final thoughts you got for our audience before before we gotta rock and roll?
3: Yeah, listen to Mike. oh my god
0: you're awesome (laughs) then uh well okay we'll leave it at that because i think that's a perfect final thought (laughs) uh where can people get more information about you
3: the best place to go is howtohirethebest.com that's where you can get access to my master class on quickly doubling your profit with top performing employees if you need to hire now, if you're going to be hiring in the future, the master class will be very helpful to you. And if you want to have a profitable business, you need to have employees who are great employees to help you be profitable.
0: That ain't no lie. And mm. uh, I, I can attest, we have used your process, Dr. Sabrina. It does work. I can't announce who the employee is. We did a reverse recruit. We're in a more populated area. We pulled someone out of a very rural area who is extraordinarily top talent, and yeah. we got her on board. Uh, using Dr. Sabrina's techniques. So it works. We are thrilled. And then we'll give a report back in six months after this individual is working with us for a while to tell you how well awesome. we anticipate it to go. Awesome. Cool. Um, and just so everyone knows, so uh, Dr. Sabrina, I was talking to her and I had a little struggle in my business about hiring someone. I said, you know, I don't know if I should do this. And I talked about it f- for a few days. And then uh, here's the call I had with Dr. Sabrina. I said, uh, doc, should I make this hire? Do it! Just <laughs> Do it! Very manly Yesterday, voice. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. Yeah. So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Nothing is impossible! No! What are you waiting for? Do it! <laughs> just do it! Yes, you can! <laughs> that was my call Dr. Sabrina. When she gets angry,
3: yeah. her voice, yeah.
0: the internet, it's it just magic. changes. That's
3: magic. quite an impression. Well, that's after yeah. my Makes first cup great. of coffee in the morning. Just I, know. Yeah. Yeah. I know!
0: It was a bullet. Let me know it was a bullet. <laughs> All right, uh, Doc, thanks again for joining us.
3: Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right,
0: we got some business to take care of in studio here. Uh, we're going to share what we learned today from the, the Doc herself um, and uh, some other fun stuff. But first, I do want to thank our corporate partners. Christina, would you punch me? Yeah. Oh, right in the face. <laughs> All right, who's our corporate partners? Who we forgot to mention at the start.
1: Oh, I know. We're out of whack today. Yeah. We have Fundera.
0: I love them. Yeah. Fundbox. Yeah. Oh, I should talk about each one. Yeah. So, yeah. You're like, eh, let's talk, Mike. Fill the air. Fill the air. So, Fundera, you know what Fundera does? One what stop did shop do? for loans. One stop shop for loans. Now, Dr. Sabrina said you don't need a loan to bridge your business if you have a profit account. But sometimes you, you can make an investment, a critical investment that will bring in more profitability. Yeah. That's usually a good opportunity for a loan. What Fundera does is you you go on their website, F U N D E R A, type in what you need, and they start shop the loans for you.
1: Perfect. Nice. What does Nextiva
0: do? Voice over IP phone system, the best ever. And we're getting a new one again. Another <laughs> voice. Another phone. Another yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, one. The one downside <laughs> a robot. is every single call you make, your voice sounds like this, and that's the problem. But they're working on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not true at all. Now, their voice over IP phone system is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Who else? Receipt Bank?
0: Receipt Bank. They've got $50 million. That's amazing. That's a big loan. Yeah. Through Fundera. <laughs> through funder, supposedly. Not, <laughs> not true. <laughs> I love you he sits here. Just, yeah, you got to be my talking... Did I, aren't you my talking guard? Yeah, uh-huh.
2: Yeah, don't let me say stuff like that. I told you, I couldn't read your mind yet. Yeah, I, well,
0: don't shake your head. Just punch me. Okay. When I start saying something, just go... Okay.
2: You just shake your head. Because that'll like, come out better at the, on well, the ah, other yeah, it's end. It's true, it won't, it <laughs> won't.
0: But the fact you just kind of roll your eyes back. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I need more. something more visceral, but... So, Receipt Bank, thanks uh, Language Guard, did not get a loan through Fundera. That was a misnomer. Something reported the news (laughs) incorrectly. They did get a loan. False news. False news. False news from somewhere. They raised $50 million because their software is that impactful and they're now scaling it out on a much greater level. What does it do? It scans in those receipts, those box of receipts, scans it and ties it with your your accounting system. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, um, Fundbox.
0: Fundbox, who is going to be at ProfitCon this year? Yay. Yeah. Um, Joanna. Joanna's coming? Yep. Okay. They're amazing. They are a cash flow accelerator. There are times where your business needs money, not tomorrow, but it needs it today. Mm-hmm. They release the funds to you. If you have any invoices due to you that you're waiting on, they'll give you all the funds today. It's great to bridge any of those situations uh, where you need money. Okay. Now you're oh. nodding yes. Okay, yep, right. You exactly. can say that. We're
1: right. all a bunch of bobbleheads right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, now I need to know. So what did
1: you learn today? Mm.
0: Would, uh, you want to go first, Kels?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I guess it kind of hit me hard when she said, "When you have to cut, you know, first quarter, looking at your expenses, what do you need to cut?" Yeah. And one of the biggest one is payroll yeah. and warm bodies. And the idea of it, you know, makes my heart hurt. Or maybe it's yeah. just anxiety, but I, you know, it's just it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard, but it's huge. And we've had this discussion in our member forum. Yeah. You know as some of our members have let folks go and it is it's do you value that one employee over all of your customers or clients and and how it impacts their lives and their businesses you know brutally hard it is
0: but and i also argue that sometimes it's in the best interest of an employee to be let go yeah Yeah. because it's not safe for them absolutely so i had to this was the worst day of my life professionally um my second company we just hit the wall. We were cruising, right, and we we set the expectation that every day, as as Doctor Sabrina was alluding to, we thought every day would be bigger. Yeah. And we got and fell into it, and then that month came. We were it was a two year or a year run of just explosive growth, and then we just hit the wall. We had 30 employees, and we couldn't cover payroll. Mm. We had, I had to let go of 15 employees. Oh and my! And my partner decided not to show that day. Oh. So I was on my own, and I remember I just cry. I cried. Oh. From 8 in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. Ugh. Just bring a person in and say, "I, yeah. And it's not their fault. Right. It's my fault. But here's a miraculous thing. About six months later, I was just so curious on what happened to everyone. Six months later, eight months later, I went person by person. Every person landed a better job. Uh It's fulfilling something in their life they wanted to do. One woman, went; she wanted to always take a sailboat around the world. She did, she it. did it. She wow. went did it. Wow. Everyone landed better. Uh, and today, I can attest. I think every single employee's uh, person is making more money in their new employment jobs and enjoying life fuller. So, I'm not saying it makes it easier when that day comes, but there is an upside sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm.
0: what about you? What Would you learn
1: today? Uh, I got two little heart flutters <laughs> during. It was the a interview. heart flutter yeah. today. Well, no. Well, kind of alluding to what Kelsey was saying, um, that limit limits force creativity. You really when you have to cut things so much, it forces you to, to look outside of the box and really reevaluate like, who came up your up with life. That?
2: Where did Where did she learn that from? I, I know, know it was from Mike. <laughs> I love it. I that was
0: good. Thanks, language guard. LG.
1: Yes. Well, no, she brought it, re-brought it to our attention, which yeah. that got me. And also, um, you know, cash flow, the cash flow crisis derails profit first, and it's the temptation of stepping away from it. And instead of Giving in to that temptation, you just gotta just scale it back, but keep the habit in place. Yeah, yeah. and that goes for everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. The baby with the bathwater. Like, yeah, it, just because you you hit a road bump, don't throw out the entire yeah. system. Yeah, that's part of the process. The second thing for me was you're not alone. I think so many of us think we're alone. Yeah, you know, we've done what a hundred and a billion episodes. By now, yeah, one close to a billion, for close sure. to about a billion, like mm-hmm. a billion, of a billion. <laughs> but we've had people come on and share their stories, like yeah. like a real struggles. Remember uh, Clay? Mm-hmm. Yes, who like couldn't get Christmas gifts and stuff for his family and for then, years. Yeah, I mean, like we're not alone, right? And so that was the big one to me uh, that when you go through the process of trying to improve profitability, and you maybe you're embarrassed or ashamed of your past. Don't be. like Everyone's been there. One thing. Yeah. Profit First Professionals. Oh, my God, Christina. (laughs) Yeah, um, that's right. So there's two things. First of all, I want you to remember to leave us a rating or review on the podcast. Don't forget to do that. Wherever you listen to us, we want to get your honest feedback. Help us improve the show. What else do you want to hear? Or if you love the show, which I hope you do, post that too. And visit ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. We are hundred and seventy members strong. Are yes. We are our real yep. numbers. Yeah. These are real numbers. This is a real, for real. We need, but we need more. There's more people demanding Profit First than we do Profit First professionals. That's our issue. Yeah. Your issue is to hire Profit First professional. We've found hundred and seventy of the best and we're looking for more. But when you have a challenge with profitability, Dr. Sabrina Starling is a Profit First professional. Yeah. You can engage her through us. There's... countless others out there. Here's what you got to do. Go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. Step one. Step two, click on the Find button. Fill out the form, what your challenge is with profitability, what business you're in, so we can match you up with the best person. Oh, somebody was say, hey, can I find someone in, like, I'm in Topeka, Kansas. Can I find someone in town? No! Like, <laughs> you, you don't necessarily have someone that's really good in Topeka. That's the whole issue. If there was someone good, you'd already know them. They, they'd be your neighbor. We will find someone who specializes in your industry and the specific needs you have. They may be in Albuquerque, New Mexico, or the, you know, where Louisiana and where Dr. Sabrina is or on the Bayou in Louisiana. But they are skilled in addressing your needs. They connect virtually. They drive you through. Uh through increasing profitability. So do that. com. click on find, and we'll do the rest. Thank you. Alright, now we can get out of here. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye.